Lynn Cox is a long-distance swimmer. It's something she's been passionate about her entire life. In fact, by the time she was 15, she'd broken the world record as the youngest person to swim the English Channel. And when she was 17, Lynn was training for more distant swims near her home in Southern California. It was a very dark morning. I had started off before the sun had risen. It was about 5.30 or 6, and the water was black, and the sky was black, and I was swimming through this total blackness. You are very aware of what's around you. You get scared really easily. (laughs) The water, even though it was really black, was very phosphorescent. So as I was swimming, you could see the flashes of light as my hand caught the water and pulled through. And then you see the bubbles that you're breathing rolling out of your mouth like tiny illuminated pearls. And they glow. and, And you look down and see contrails of fish that glow as they move underneath you. You can hear your your hands reaching and pulling. You can hear your breath as you move through the water. I felt that there was something really unusual that morning. When you start feeling this difference in the water, it makes you go on alert. And as I was swimming, I felt sort of a shudder. And then something more than that sort of like an earthquake where you get the initial ripple of the earthquake that's hitting and then you realize there's something building and you're thinking what is going on the water sort of hollowed out underneath me and I sort of felt myself drop down a little bit deeper into the water And that's when I felt something very big and very close and right underneath me move. And I thought, oh my gosh, it is probably a shark. When I was swimming back toward the pier, my breath was really fast. I wasn't panicking, I was sprinting. And then I reached the pier where There was an old man who worked in the bait shop named Steve who watched over me every morning while I swam, and he had been watching me as I got in the water. Steve was almost at the very end of the pier toward the water side, not the beach side, and he was waving to me. And so I looked at him thinking, oh my gosh, he's confirming that there's a problem and I should get out of the water. And he waved to me to come toward him. So... I swam out, and that's when he told me that there was a baby gray whale who was swimming along with me. He cupped his hands around his mouth and bent down over the railing and shouted to me and explained that if I went to shore, the baby whale would follow me and he could go aground and and die. He told me that not to worry, the, the baby whale had somehow lost its mother I just needed to stay with him and help him find his mother. You know, I was I was 17 years old at the time, and so, you know, I didn't even think, well, how do I find a mother whale in the middle of the Pacific Ocean? How, how does that even happen? But I just thought, you know, just stay with a baby whale. Then I thought, is it safe to do that? How big is he? 
he swam over to me. He was about 17 feet long, and he was very careful. When you see a baby whale swim over to you and roll over slightly on one side and look at you with one great big eye. There was just a sense of, okay, we're okay now. We're okay together here. I wound up naming him because I became very fond of him very quickly, so I named him Grayson because he was the son of the gray whale. He was so trusting. All I could think of was, well, he needs help, and and he's coming to me for help. I decided to swim out to sea to look for Grayson's mom. And so that was sort of a huge moment for me because, you know, as a kid I'd been told, never swim far offshore without a boat. It's really dangerous just to swim out to sea. In the back of my brain, I heard my folks saying, this is really stupid. And I heard other people telling me, you know, don't do this. This is wrong. I could have gotten run over by a boat. There are sailboats, jet skis. I could also go into hypothermia during that swim. But at the same time, I just kept thinking that I have to help this baby whale. As I started to swim out to sea, the sun rose, and it was one of those beautiful, warm sunrises where you can see the light just captured on the surface of the water. And when you've been swimming through the darkness, it's cold. But when the sun rises, there's this feeling of moving from this darkness to this light. I could see Grayson and his slipstream glistening in that sunlight. The thing about baby whales are they need to really feed frequently, and if they don't feed frequently, they can dehydrate and die. He needed help. I just thought, I've got to stay here with the baby whale. I can't give up on him because who's going to take care of him then? He could die. I had been with him for, been swimming with him for four hours or so, and more, maybe. So I was getting cold and tired, and the cold sort of just starts seeping into the body like a vampire, drawing the heat away, and you can feel yourself getting stiffer and colder, and you can start to feel your fingers splaying. Um, You can't get them together. I was tired. I was feeling... You know, I could have a problem now. You know, I don't want to leave this baby. I mean, that sort of went through my head like five or six times. I don't want to leave Grayson behind, but I can't stay here any longer. So I turned from the deep ocean and started swimming back toward the pier. I I was upset that I left him. I was upset that I had to go to shore. And as I was swimming back, I kept thinking, I hope he comes back, I hope he comes back, I hope he comes back. You know, I'm not sure that I'm going to get back to the pier very quickly. But, but, Grayson suddenly appeared from below like he had before and swam right beside me. By doing that, he allowed me to draft off of him like... You know, you see a cyclist where you can 
ride along in somebody's slipstream. You don't have to work as hard if you're swimming very close to the swimmer in front of you. So he swam closer to me than he had before, and I was able to basically be pulled along by him. And we got back to the end of the pier, and there were all these people that had come to the pier to Seal Beach and were watching this whole thing happening. There were boats moving into the area, and there were people that kept thinking they had sighted his mother. There was movement toward the surface of the water, and then somebody yelled out they thought they saw her. You learn all these things as a kid, like never get between the mother bear and her baby, you know? And I'm thinking, okay, this is not a bear and this is not a cub, but the gray whale mother is like 45 to 50 feet long. (laughs) And she's so big and it's really scary because you're just, again, wondering, you know, is she going to be okay with me here in the water? And she just swam over to him and then sort of glid over near me. She slowly rolled over and looked at me. I don't, I don't even know how to articulate a feeling that was so deep. After the mom looked at me, she, um, she swam around for a little bit, and then she and Grayson swam to the north. Big thanks to Lynn Cox for sharing her story with Snap. You can find a link to Lynn's work and her many books on our website, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Anna Sussman with sound design by Pat Masidi-Miller.